Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Thank you for having another listen, guys. Just before we get into the show, just want to talk to you about a new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products in lunchrooms, reception desks, and they are in more than 25,000 workplaces in Australia. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price, and as the largest direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power, and without the overheads of a shop front, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, if you want to take a look at this, the link will be below in the description, but guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. I do appreciate you guys always listening. A lot of support. It's really, really great to see. So guys, this episode is going to be a little bit of the wrap-up within the weeks of the NBA from my previous podcast. So guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, guys, back for another episode of the podcast. So, guys, this one's going to be a wrap-up of the week that's just gone by. There's been a little bit of milestones, a little bit of interesting topics, I reckon, that's come past in with, within this week's NBA. First one I'm going to talk about, guys, and it's it's probably the biggest storyline within the NBA of the past couple of months, I think. I, I would definitely say it would be, and that's uh, Mr. Steph Curry finally passing the three-point record is now the all-time leading three-point made leader within the NBA in history. That guy's for me just solidifies him. If not, we already knew he was the best three point shooter ever. It solidifies it solidifies him now as the best three point shooter ever. I think for him to do it in such a short amount of games, I watched I watched a lot of podcasts and videos and and just a lot of you know general people talking about the record and and they said it can be broken. I think if he has this another three to four years of peak, I think. This record probably ever, won't ever get get chased down. I would say because he's done it in so many less, far less games than a lot of than what Reggie and Ray did, and he's able to score three pointers just crazily. Like there's never been a shooter like him. There's never really been a player like him. If you ask me, I think he's a generational player, and it's crazy to say that because there's a lot of generational players within the NBA right now. Like you've got LeBron, KD, Giannis himself. They're all for me generational players. Like they're they're once in a generation player. Like we haven't really seen players like that before. So it's crazy to say that, but he is a generational player. And I think him him even coming out and saying, "Yeah, I'm the best three point shooter ever." It just it's not cocky. It just shows you that you put in all the work, the effort. You're going to get the rewards and you're going to get the results. And I'm I'm very happy of Steph. I'm happy that he. I'm, I, I like this. I like that he did it at uh, uh, New York, New York in the Madison Square Garden because that's probably the biggest you know, stadium ever, but it would have been really, really cool to see him do it at Golden State because Golden State is, it's his home, it's where he's made, you know, so many more three-point shots compared to everybody else, and I'm just super happy with that, and I just think it's, it was so cool to see him, see him do it, and, you know, the pre, the, the sheer jubilation on his face, it was, it was really cool to see it as a basketball, sorry, as a basketball fan, if you don't, if you don't find that enjoyable and happy and exciting, like, I don't know what, what you're going to find enjoyable and happy because, that was a really, really, really good moment, and he, and he was able to have his family there, and you know they had a little celebration in the change room because this it's history. Like we might not ever see this ever be broken ever, so it was really, really cool to see, and I think it's very exciting to see. I think the next record we'll probably see broken is probably LeBron becoming the top point scorer ever. I think that's probably going to be the next one. I definitely think he can do it. It just he just needs to stay healthy, but I still I still think he can do it. But 
for me, guys, that was the best storyline from the NBA this year, if you ask me. I think it was so cool to see. It's really, really good to see Steph Curry be healthy and just the, the Warriors being good because we have seen them for the past couple of years be up and down and inconsistent. But this is the Warriors we're used to, the Warriors of old, and it's really, really great to see. Next story that I want to talk about, guys, and I, 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 I dabbled on them a little bit in the previous, not the All-Star ratings. I talked about their team. I said it's hard for me to put an All-Star in their team, but... The Cleveland Cavaliers, guys, I don't know if you know, they're, they're the third seed in the East, and right now in the power ranks of in the NBA, they're the third best team in the NBA right now, like currently. And, like, if you were to tell me the Cleveland Cavaliers would be the third seed in the East when there has been 27 to 30 games, so you look at that, you know, 10, to, 10 or 11 games underneath half of the season, I would have said, no way, no way. You know, they've played 19, 19 wins, 12 losses, so 19, 29, 31 games. They played 31 games and they're the third seed in the West, in the East. That's, 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 that is extraordinary for me. I, I would not have expected it, especially when Colin Sexton went down too. Like that was their main player. He was really, really good for them. But I think Kobe, Kobe Altman and their head coach of the GM and their head coach, JP Bickstaff, need to get more love because a lot of the moves I had they were, that they had done were questionable. You know, I, I had never really watched Evan Mobley, so I didn't really know anything about him. But a lot of people said that that was a really, really good move to take, and I, I, I backed them because I backed I backed Bill Simmons a lot, and he said he's going to be probably the best player in the draft. And I didn't know that. I didn't know, but looking at it now, he might have been better off being in Detroit as the first as the first pick. He could have been, you know, a bit of a, a small forward, a point or a point forward there. He could have been doing a little bit more. I know they had Jeremy Grant, but that's that's a that's a debate for probably two to three years time when we actually really see them. You know solidify themselves within the NBA. But Cleveland, it's not like they're beating teams that are just terrible. Like, they're beating good teams. Like, they beat Milwaukee this past game. You know, they're, they're beating teams that they, they they usually, they wouldn't have back back last year. Like, they just wouldn't have. And you look at their roster, Jarrett Allen's a really good player. Darius Garland's become, you know, a serviceable player. He's averaging 19.1 points a game, seven assists. Like, he could definitely be a person that you could throw in as, as an all-star this season because... I think now, the way I look at it, they have to have an all-star in that team. And it's hard because they do it by committee. You know, Jarrett Allen also averages 16 and 10. You know, you've got Laurie Markinen averaging 13. You've got Evan Mobley, who's one of my favorite players in the, within the NBA right now. You know, he's averaging 13 and 8. You know, so it's it's hard. But, but I think there needs to be an all-star from Cleveland in that team. You know, Kevin Love's averaging 12 and 7 off the bench. That's, that's, that's good service. You know, you're getting good service from him and... It was funny because everyone was on their on their on their back to say you got to trade Kevin Love, get rid of the cap. But he was he's doing what he would have done on another team, probably come off the bench, limited minutes, and just do a role. And I think it's great to see see him stick with Cleveland and not ask for that trade because now he, they're building something that could be really good. You know, most of their roster is young still. Like Kevin Love's like their old one of the oldest players. You know, Ricky Rubio too has had a bit of a I wouldn't say a reju- rejuvenation of his career, but we're finally seeing, like, Ricky Rubio is a basketball savant. Like, he's he's a player that, if you're a real pure fan of basketball, you would love watching him play because he's such a clean player to watch. A lot of the stuff he does goes unnoticed, underrated. He's a very, very good point guard. He's a player that you'd love to have on your team. So for me, I'm really excited with what Cleveland's building. This could be a fluke. It could not be. I don't know because there's still a lot of time to go within the NBA, but I think it's... It's really, really just refreshing to see a team that's come from, you know, not being in the playoff picture for years, you know, since they lost LeBron when he went to LA to now being 
clear cut in the playoffs. You know, they'd be the third seed right now. You know, they might they might beat you know a Philadelphia if they had a series. They might get into the second round. That's that's crazy for me. That's a, that's a crazy thing to think of. So I just had to talk about Cleveland for a little bit on this podcast because I think they're, they're just a team that you need to talk about. They're 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 too good right now to not talk about. So that that for me, that's my little Cleveland take on the podcast. Next topic I'm going to talk about, guys. COVID like is really affecting the league right now. And Jalen Rose had a talk, like a I listened to his podcast, Jalen Jacoby. He said, "Do they bring the bubble back?" But like at a different type of a different way to do the bubble because obviously the bubble they did last time it was very hard. But there's like sixty to seventy players within the NBA now in COVID protocols. Coaches are in protocols. Like you look at the Sacramento Kings, they have their coach who's their their current coach right now, which was Alvin Gentry, out with COVID protocol. So they've already had three head coaches in this past season. That's crazy. That's nuts because obviously they fired Luke Walton, which is, if it's, is it the right choice? Who knows? But Sacramento always makes you know choices just purely based off sheer reaction. They don't really think about their choices. They make a lot. The last best choice they made was drafting Tyrese Halliburton. But, you know, apart from that, they, they kind of fuck up their team. But going on the COVID case here, guys, yeah, it's weird, like it's it, it, it can really take over this league. Like say, you know, you looked at Chicago, I think they had 10 players within their team in COVID protocols. Like, that's insanity. That's crazy. Like they couldn't even play games, they had to get postponed. You know, and I see that NBA's got a new rule out where if someone gets COVID, they can bring in players, you know, one to two players, you know, to 10-day 10, 10 minimum contracts. But sorry, pardon me, guys. <coughs> Yeah, it's just it's just crazy right now. It's it's a bit of insanity. I would like to see what I'm wondering to see what is going to happen, and I'm just not too sure what they're going to do. I'm not too sure what they're going to do, but they need to do something for it because if these players keep catching COVID and their games keep, and games keep getting postponed, it, it it might drag out the season for another week or two, and that's not good for the NBA because they've we kind of had that. Part where you know we, oh, we're kindly finally over to COVID, the players aren't getting COVID, the seasons you know, going back to normal. But now it's getting scary. Like now it might something might have to happen where they don't let fans in. I've seen Toronto not letting only letting fifty percent of the of the of the arena. You know they, they yeah, might need to go back to certain things like that because I think it might help them. But it is a scary, a scary thought. Like COVID could stuff up the season. I don't think it will. I think you know they've they, they've realised the NBA how to get the season going, but. It's just something I needed to talk about because COVID is, it's still relevant, guys. Like people forget, like it's still a relevant thing. Like COVID's probably going to be around forever now. So we got to, we got to, you, you got to live with it. You got to learn to live with it and you got to deal with it. So hopefully the NBA finds some new methods and theories that can help them, you know, keep within the NBA season. But that was a little bit about the, the COVID. Next topic I want to talk about, guys, and I think they've been in headlines for a little bit, but Indiana, the Pacers, there was a report, you know, a couple of weeks ago saying, you know, they want to blow up their, their team, they want to go into a full rebuild. And now that they're kind of not, they're kind of just treading water. They're not going to be in the playoffs at all. You know, they're the 13th seed within the NBA, within the East. They're 13 and 18. They can get the season turned around. But when you hear a, a report like that saying, you know, they're looking to, you know, tear it up, and I mean, blow it up, that's something that you just hear like, you know, okay, they're going to do it. And I think, for me, I think it's the best choice because – there's not a lot of free agents I can remember that go to Indiana. Like the last free agent I can remember that was a pretty decent free agent was David West. And that for me, he went there because they did pay overs for him. They had to pay more money to get him there. But 
I think Indiana need to do what Oklahoma City are doing, rebuild, you know, not maybe not go all the, the, the draft picks and the assets of what they do, but rebuild, build from within, you know, create a great platform, a great, a great sturdy foundation and build from build up. And I think they've got a really good head coach. I think they've got Rick Carla, who's a great coach. He'll do a great job with a rebuild, if you ask me, but they've got to really, you know, find... If they're going to do the rebuild, do it. But if not, compete. Try to be competitive. Don't be like the Sacramento Kings. Don't be like that. That's, that is... That literally... They are an NBA franchise that is waiting to get relocated. So I would say definitely, guys, if you're an Indiana fan and you listen to this, call for the rebuild, you know. Trade... Trade Karis LeVert, trade Miles Turner, trade DeMontis Sabonis. Trade them to places where you can get assets, where you can build, you know, build stock, put, build where you build like you can get first round picks where you can trade them for other things, you know. You know, like OKC, they're gonna they're gonna I'm gonna talk about it a little bit later, but they're gonna they're not gonna take all these draft picks. They're gonna trade a lot of them, you know. So do something or do or you have to do something if you're in the end, and I think the rebuild's the right way to go. And Miles Turner's come out, he isn't happy. You know, a team he could look to go to and look to trade for is going Charlotte. He'd be really good for them. He'd be the defensive anchor that they need. You know, I just think that the thing is, what what are they going to give up for him? Will they give up a Mason Plumley? Would Indiana even want a Mason Plumley? Like that's the thing. Like, would you really want Mason Plumley? I don't think I would, to be quite as honest. But that's neither here or there. And hopefully, they can just get assets. So for me, Indiana, blow it up, do something, do something a little bit, change. You know, you're not going to win a championship. So what's the point? Next topic I want to talk about. It's a bit more of a positive to- topic too. Isaiah Thomas finally back in the league. I think it's hard, you know, for him being out so long and the journey he's had. It's been a tough journey, man. Like, you know, we really forget like what this guy's gone through. It's been a tough journey, you know. He's he went from being an MVP candidate in 2017 to you know hip surgery, not being healthy, getting traded while being injured, you know, getting traded again from the Cavs, and then you know signing minimum contracts at clubs, not being able to you know fully do what he wanted, and now. It's just good to see him get back in the redemption stories. It's it's real and it's alive. And if you if you're a fan of basketball and just people and comeback stories, you have to be a fan of Isaiah Thomas because he's such a genuine person. I think he's a good guy. He's one of the better guys in the league, and I just like everything about him. You know, one of my mates actually met him out once and got to talk to him, and you know he he followed him on Instagram and he did all these things. And you don't have to do that, but he did it, and that just shows me the true ilk and character of a person. So for me. I'm really happy with what he's doing. I'm really happy that the Lakers picked him up. Hopefully they sign him for the rest of the season because he could be a pretty decent player for them. He'd come off the bench, give him a little bit of impact, give him a little bit of energy with Carmelo. You know, he's a point guard. He's not the great he's not a great floor general, like, but he can he can do a good job for them. He can do a serviceable role for them. And the Lakers need as much much help as they can get. They're they're still a, a disaster. But yeah, that's that's just my little talk on IT. It's great to see him back. And my last topic today, guys, for for the podcast. It's about OKC, as I previously mentioned, but is OKC going to be a team where they're going to be better than what... Actually, I, wrote, I have written this down. Can OKC be better earlier than expected? So my thing is, I thought within five years' time they'll be a powerhouse. But I think within three years' time they can compete for a playoff spot. Because Shea's getting better and better. Josh Giddy's looking like... He might not be an all-star, but he's looking like a great piece. He's looking like a piece that can really work. You know, I like a lot of the players that have Lou Dort, but... Shea's a player that can definitely be like an all-star caliber player. I think he falls under the radar there because he's obviously in OKC and no one really watches OKC, but he's got something about him where he's got that gene where he just gets it done. Like he, he's just got that instinct and that for me, you can't really teach that or, or train that in a person. 
they kind of have it or they don't. So I think for them, having that great foundation, piece, franchise player piece, it's really good for them. And you look back, if say LA didn't trade him, say LA traded like maybe Pat Bev, you know, or Lou Williams, like, and they had Shea still, like, it could you, you could be talking about Shea, Kawhi, PG as a big three of doom. Like, honestly, that would have been nuts. But I just think OKC, too, they, they have a great front office. And I think their coach, Mark Dagnall, I might have got his name wrong, he's doing a really good job. Like, their roster's not that good, but he's doing a great job. And their roster can be getting better and better within years to come. So I think they're definitely going to be a really good team in the future. And I just needed to say, like, it's just an interesting topic. Like, can they be better than what people expect? Like, I think they can. I actually think they'll be an all right team within three or four years. Kind of like Memphis. Like, Memphis were a team where I thought they were going to be average for a long time after they traded Marcus Ole, Mike Conley. You know, they had Jaron Jackson there, but like, they were still like had Jarvan Rand. You didn't really know what they were going to be. But they're now just like, in Jar's third year, they're the fourth seed. So I don't know if they can be that good, but I definitely think that they can be somewhere that's like sneaky good. Like, and they can win. You know, they might get 25, 30 wins this season. They definitely might do that because they're already on 10 wins at the moment. And, and, like, the predictions for them were 17 wins. Like, like that's that's not a lot of wins within the NBA. Like, they played 82 games, so that's not a lot of wins. So I definitely think they can be better. And I think they're just building from within and they're, they're, they're a team that has to do it this way because they don't really go out and get free agents. Remember, they hit luck with James Harden, Russ, KD, Serge. You know, they hit luck with them and they didn't, they didn't go out and sign them. You know, and now they're all they're all gone at the moment too. So like, I definitely think if they hit on their draft picks, I don't. It's still not a destination where players want to go play for, but it could be if they have all these talent, all these all these assets. So for me, I think OKC can definitely be better than what people expect. But guys, that's today's episode. You'll hear a little bit more about it. outro about how to follow us and all the good stuff. But thank you for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all the content that's coming your way. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore all under capitalized letters. Thanks for listening, guys. But most importantly, have a great day.